Thanks for coming. You can have a seat. Really glad that you're here. It just dawned on me, like, I don't know, was it Friday, Saturday? I was just like trucking, like, we're going to do church on Sunday every week for the all year, right? And it just dawned on me, like, all these churches are like having like a Friday service and not a Sunday service, and I'm just like, oh, I guess I missed the clue phone. But I just like gathering together every Sunday. And I was just like, let's just do it again and again and again. We've been in this series called More Jesus this Christmas. And we're just going to keep banging that drum. We want more Jesus. I want more Jesus. More Jesus. And uh, I had plenty of food yesterday. I'm full of food. I probably won't need to eat today at all. And that's a confession, honestly. Because, you know, if you're full, you're not hungry. Right? And so sometimes we think we're spiritually full, so we think we're not hungry. But, or we're full of physical things. We need to be hungry, right? At least that's for me. So hopefully you understand that. Hey, we've been going through this journal. Um, they're, they're on the back table. If you'd like to pick one up, you can. Um, we're in week 15 this week. Uh, next week is going to be week 16. So tomorrow we're going to read Luke 11. Today we're reading Luke 10. All right, it's all in the front. Just grab one of these. It'll help you. Um, I don't know about you, but it was pretty powerful. And we've been talking a lot about God's power. Can we just be clear? Just be real in church. We've been talking a lot about God's power. But if you didn't see God's power when you read Luke 4 through 10 this week, you weren't looking. You weren't paying attention. I mean, he walked on water. He was transfigured. He raised two people from the dead, not himself. Said he was going to raise himself from the dead. I mean, what, how much more power do you need? That's, that's crazy. So we're going to spend a lot of time talking about God's power, but uh, like, just since it's Christmas, like, is a virgin birth powerful? No guy involved. How does that happen? That's a powerful miracle. Is the resurrection of the dead a miracle? How powerful is that? Jesus raising from the dead. It's powerful, right? That's the two ends. We're going to study the middle. We're going to study Jesus in his element right after he's baptized with the Holy Spirit, right after he becomes, like, because for the first 30 years, you, like, hear that he's growing in stature and wisdom, but you don't hear, like, dynamite. And then he gets baptized in the Holy Spirit, chapter 3. And then in chapter 4, just pick it up in Luke chapter 4. Go ahead and open your Bible, what every preacher wants to say. Open your Bible to Luke chapter 4. Favorite sound is somebody flipping through their Bible. But there's not as many Bibles. There are a lot of phones, right? But it's like my favorite sound is like that Bible flipping sound, right? It's like, ooh, God's people in his word. All right, chapter 4. More power. That's what we're looking for, right? More power, his power, God's power in us and through us. That's the title of the message. God's power in us and through us. Again, you can look at the Church Center app or you can look at liftchurch.info for the online bulletin and you can just see everything I'm going to say pretty much right there. So looks like this. Okay. All right, let me read verse 1. 
And Jesus was full of the Holy Spirit and returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. You know what happens next, right? I can't read all that, but 40 days of tempting, testing. And, you know, we remember the three popular ones that are quoted here. But I think he was tested more than that. And uh, then after he's finished all his testings, look at uh, verse 14. And Jesus returned in the power, that's our word, in the power of the Spirit to Galilee. And the report about him went out through all the surrounding country. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified by all. I mean, this is just the start of his ministry, and it's already spreading like wildfire. So let's get to the points. Um, So his power, God's power in us and through us, I'm going to do an overview of Luke 10 through 12, uh, or through Luke 4 through 10, okay? Because there's so much power in there, I got to give you some evidence. But I'm going to start it off with three points. They're all bang, bang, bang right here. God's power in us and through us. And then this statement. Go to the next slide, please. Jesus models how to have the power of God. So I guess the real question is, do you want the power of God? The same power lives in us. That's what we just sang. I don't know if you believe that or not, but you sang it. The same power lives in us. The same power that Jesus had to walk on water, to raise from the dead, that same power? Well, surely you're talking about different power. There must be two different Greek words for power. Just like there is for love. No. It's power. It's God's power. In us. So how, how do we have the power of God? Well, Jesus models how to have the power of God. So here's three quick points, and then I'm going to get to the evidence, okay? So look at verse 1. Jesus full of the Holy Spirit. You want to have the power of God in your life? You got to be full of the Holy Spirit. That's, I mean, duh. Filled with, full of the Holy Spirit, which means what? I got to empty myself of myself, of the things of myself, of the things of this world. I'm going to empty myself. I'm going to be full of the Holy Spirit. We've been talking about that a lot. I don't need to belabor it. That's a thing. Number one, be full of the Spirit. Okay, Jesus also models this. Number two, verse one, you could see it right there. He was came up from the Jordan, and he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness. Jesus was led by the Spirit. You're like, well, what does that look like? Did the Spirit say, go to the wilderness? Maybe. Did he have a perception or a feeling? Maybe. Did he just know? Yes. He just knew he needed to go to the wilderness. All right, I need to go. Sometimes, don't you feel like that? I just need to talk to this person. And then you go talk to him, and then something crazy happens. You're like, what? I just knew. That person needed encouragement, or that person needed to be talked to today. I just had this feeling from yourself. Maybe that was the leading of the Holy Spirit. I just need to give this to this person. Uh, This week... Um, I got some kind of like, I'm not tooting my horn, I'm just saying, I'm trying to model for you what I'm talking about. I, 
I got this thing uh, from somebody up in the cities from Hennepin County, and they're like, hey, this lady, she's homeless, but she's moving to Rochester because she found affordable housing, and she needs bedding. This lady has eight kids. Just had one a week ago on Saturday. So eight kids need bedding. I'm like, I just bought a new bed this year. You do not want to know how much I paid for this bed. First king bed I ever bought, right? It's just like, oh my goodness, the price tag. <sighs> Catch your breath. <sighs> Had to save for like years to get that, right? And I'm like, but betting, even though it's not cheap, I kind of feel like everybody should sleep on a bed, you know? So I'm like, okay, what can we do to help? Talk to my wife. I'm like, okay, let's, let's, get, let's get a couple box springs, a couple mattresses. We had one under our bed. Let's, let's use this one, you know. I'm not using it. Why? Why did I do that? Because I felt led by the Spirit. I wouldn't go spend that money. I wouldn't go do that thing if I was just like, well, I just want to do good. I'm not that guy. <laughs> I am generous. But I'm not the guy that's just going to like, here, you have a 20. <laughs> like, here we go. You know, you're like, oh, I hope it's you. <laughs> come, come. No. Like, I love people and I want to be generous, but I also want to be led by the Spirit as to where to spend my money. And you probably want to be led that way too. Okay, number two, be led by the Spirit. Okay, number three. From down here in verse 14, and Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit to Galilee, and a report about him went out all through the surrounding country. Other people are talking about Jesus. Hey, did you hear the one about Jesus? He's amazing. Okay. And he taught. You can't teach without speaking. He was speaking in their synagogues and being glorified by all. Just keep going. Look at verse 16. Chapter 4, verse 16. Luke. And he came to Nazareth. That's his hometown, by the way. Where he grew up as a kid. Where he had been brought up. And as was his custom. So he'd done this before. He went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day and he stood up to read. And the scroll of the prophet Isaiah was given to him. He's like, I'll read. Okay, here you go. Isaiah. And he unrolled the scroll and he found the particular place where it was written. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim liberty to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind. To set at liberty those, to set at freedom, to set free those who had been oppressed to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. I'm going to see a victory. 2022 is coming. I believe it's the year of the Lord. I, I think that we're going to see a lot of favor. And I'm really excited about it. Um, but Jesus was like, this is God's favor on you. I'm here, I'm full of the Spirit, I'm led by the Spirit, and I'm speaking in the power of the Spirit. You are blessed. That's what he said. Okay, 
Now with that as a foundation for the rest of the message, I'm going to go through chapters 4 through 9, and I'm going to show you, I can't show you everyone, or I'm going to reference everyone, I'm going to show you the power of Jesus Christ. Being full of the Spirit, being led by the Spirit, and speaking in the power of the Spirit. Okay, let's, let's go. If you're ready, you, I don't know if you're ready. You guys buckle up. Whoop! It's like, this is a roller coaster. Clink, 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 clink. Pretty soon it's going to be a lot of these. Your stomach's going to be up here, and you're going to be like, ah, I can't take much more. I need to stop. You like that feeling? It's like, I feel like I should eat. No, I feel like I shouldn't eat. I don't know if I should eat. <laughs> All right, here we go. Chapter 4, you could see it. He says, I have the power over temptation. How important is it that Jesus has the power and will give you the power over temptation? You're like, he'll give it to me? Oh, yeah. 1 Corinthians. I wasn't even going to do this, but here we go. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12. Here it is. Therefore, let anyone who thinks that he stands take heed lest he fall. Don't be self-righteous. Oh, crap. Like, we're all like, oh, no. I'm, I am self-righteous. Well, he says, don't be. And then he says this. No temptation has overtaken you that is not common to man. God is faithful, and he will not let you be tempted beyond your ability, his ability, really, in you. But with the temptation, he will also provide the way of escape that you may be able to endure it. God, Jesus, power over temptation. Says you can have power over temptation just like me. Praise God. Then he has power over demons. Do you see it there? His power over demons, verse 31 through 37. Then he heals many people. This is just astounding, right? He heals first Simon's mother-in-law, and then he heals a bunch of people. It says in verse 40, when those, uh, th Now when the sun was setting, all those who had uh, any who were sick with various diseases brought them to him, and he laid his hands on every one of them and healed them. Are we so numb to the gospel that do doesn't even penetrate us anymore? Everyone who was sick got healed. My son's home sick today. I prayed for healing on the way here. I'm like, oh, pray that he'd be healed, that he'd be able to come to church. He's not here. God chose not to answer that prayer. Okay. But when Jesus was there, in the fullness of the Holy Spirit, you couldn't get close to him without being healed. Just think about the power. I think one of the problems that we have in our day and age is we don't believe it. Maybe we haven't seen it, but we don't believe it. It seems like a fairy tale or a great story. Then it says, And the demons also came out of many, crying, You are the Son of God. The demons know who he is, even if we don't as humans. The spirits obey him, but he rebuked them and would not allow them to speak because they knew that he was the Messiah. He's like, not time yet. I am the Messiah, but it's not time yet. Keep it to yourself. 
Then he goes out into a desolate place right after that. And people sought him. They wanted to come to him. And he said, no, I need some time alone. I need to pray. I need to fill up. Because if I'm going to be full with the Spirit, I've got to be filled with the Spirit. If I'm going to be led with the Spirit, I need to spend some time with the Spirit. If I'm going to speak in the power of the Spirit, I'm going to have to get alone. I'm going to have to hear from God. And he comes out of that time, and here's what he says. I must preach the good news of the kingdom of God to the other towns as well, for I was sent for this purpose. I've been encouraging you to tell your friends about Jesus. I've been encouraging you to invite them to a church. This isn't a guilt trip. <laughs> That's farthest from what I'm thinking. I just want to say to you, this is why, right? This is why I'm encouraging you to tell other people because if we're going to be like Jesus, Jesus is saying, i got to tell other people about good news. The good news is coming. I'm going to tell you what the good news is. i got to tell other people. All right, got to go a little bit faster. Chapter 5, power over disease, leprosy, over paralysis. The guy's legs were, couldn't walk. And he's like, rise and walk. Now, the cool thing about that story, look at it in chapter 5, look at verse 24. Back up to verse 21. He says there, um, verse 20, and when they saw their faith, he saw their faith, so faith plays a big part in power. Your part in power is faith. Do you believe God can do powerful things? If you believe it, you're going to play a part in God's power. He says, man, your sins are forgiven you. That's the gospel. That's the good news. Forgiveness of sins. We're all sinners. We all know it. Forgiveness of sins is the gospel. It's the good news. You're going to see that theme. He's going to do these miracles, and then he's going to say, hey, sins are forgiven. Faith, sins are forgiven. Faith. Sins are forgiven. It's kind of cool. So he does this, and the Pharisees, the religious leaders, the, the people that go to church, like us, like, who is he? He think he is. You can't say that. Only God can say that. Well, maybe he is God. And maybe God's in you. Think about that. Maybe you should be saying some stuff like this because God's in you. You have the power to share the gospel with other people. Jesus, in that, can forgive their sins. Think about that. It doesn't ever strike us that a priest will go, your sins are forgiven, and everybody believes it. But you, you can't go say, Hey, Jesus will forgive your sins. Just repent. You can't say that? It isn't true? It is true. God will use you in the life of other people. And their sins will be forgiven in Jesus' name. And they will be set free from captivity. Whether physical or spiritual. And they will become new. That is power. All right, continue on. He says, um, well, which is easier, to say your sins are forgiven or rise and walk? Which, what, what do you want me to say? 
What's better for you? What would make it palatable? But that you may know, verse 24, that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. I can forgive sins. He said to the man who was paralyzed, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed, and go home. What happens? The guy rose up, picked up his bed, and went home. And everybody glorified God. Awe seized everyone, and they glorified God. Woo! God's amazing! They were like, yes! Can you believe it? Now how many people are talking about Jesus? Now it's spreading more and more and more. It's rolling. I'd like to see that in Rochester, Minnesota. How about you? I want to see it rolling. I want to see it like, oh my goodness, you wouldn't believe what God's doing. Don't you think he can? Don't you think he wants to? What's restricting him? Unbelief. That's the thing that's restricting him. The Bible's so clear. But faith explodes like dynamite, and there's power in the Spirit. All right. Over sins. Chapter 6. Power over a withered hand. Right? So now he's got the legs, he's got the hands, he's just going to get it all. He's going to get the eyes later, he's going to get the ears. I mean, he can control it all. He's God. Then he has power over diseases and demons. Chapter 6, verse 18. Just take a look at it quick. Who came to him to hear and to be healed of their diseases. And those who were troubled with unclean spirits were cured. All of them healed. All of them cured. Whether spiritual or physical. All of them. Every single one. Done. In Jesus' name. Chapter 7. Power over sickness. And then look at verse 11. The power over death. I don't know if you've read this story before. A lot of us are like, oh, the resurrection, it's amazing. Jesus was raising people from the dead before he ever rose himself from the dead. Think about the power. Soon afterwards, verse 11, chapter 7. Soon afterwards, he went to a town called Nain. And his disciples and a great crowd were with him. As he drew near to the gate of the town, behold, a man who had died, he's dead, was being carried out. The only son of his mother. Maybe a special place in Jesus' heart for only sons. And she was a widow, so no other man to take care of her. And a considerable crowd from the town was with her. What a great place to do a miracle. We've got a crowd. And when the Lord saw her, this is the key. What does it say? He had compassion on her. He had love. God's love, along with our faith, explodes into power. God's love, he loves you so much. You don't feel half as loved as you are, if that would help you. You're twice as loved as you feel you are. Probably ten times, maybe a hundred. So whatever love you feel, turn that dial up. That's how much God loves you. Had compassion on her and said to her, do not weep. Can you hear God saying that to you? I think some people are brokenhearted today. 
when people are sad. It's hard. Life's hard. Jesus is just looking you in the eye. He's saying, I know it's hard. I know there's death everywhere. Sin brings death. Do not weep. I'm here. I love you. Then he came up and touched the beer. It's like, the guy's in a casket. And the bear stood still. And he said, young man. We didn't know he was young. Now we do. I say to you, arise. And the dead man sat up and began to speak. And Jesus gave him to his mother. Hey, mom, here's a gift. Jesus is a great gift giver. Fear seized them all, and they glorified God, saying, A great prophet has arisen among us. Woo! Undersell. <laughs> no, a little too low. You got prophet, but you got God, Jesus, you know? Great prophet. You know, Muslims believe that Jesus was a prophet. A great man, but not God. How many of them? Lost. Needing the light. Believing a lie from Satan. They think they have the light. But truly it's darkness. Because no one comes to the Father except through the Son, through Jesus Christ our Lord. No one. It's not through Muhammad. It's not through Allah. It's not through anything other than Jesus Christ. And there's so many other false religions we could believe besides that one. He heals them all. He raises the dead. God has visited his people. Isn't that God with us? That's what we talked about last week, right? God has visited his people and a report about him spread through the whole of Judea and all the surrounding country. People are talking about Jesus. They're talking about his power. They're talking about the fact that he can raise people from the dead. How come we're not talking about it? Have you guys ever figured that out? How come you're not running up to your neighbor, running up to your friend going, I found a guy that can raise the dead. Can you believe this? I think there's a block. I think there's some kind of like nice, some kind of like temperament, some kind of like filter. I don't want to be crazy. Be crazy. If that's what crazy is, I'm crazy. I'm crazy about Jesus. And he's crazy about me. And the same power that he has can operate in my spirit through the Holy Spirit as well. We're getting there. All right. John chapter 7. Uh, uh, sorry, Luke chapter 7. John the Baptist says, hey, are you the one? Jeez. You should know better, John. 
But Jesus, he answers the question in verse 21 of chapter 7. In that hour he healed many people of diseases and plagues and evil spirits, and on many who were blind he bestowed sight, and he answered them. So the question was, are you the one? Are you, are you the Messiah? Jesus, are you the one? John the Baptist wants to know. Here's his answer. Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind receive their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, and the poor have good news preached to them. What's the good news? Forgiveness of sins. The poor who have nothing now have everything because their sins are forgiven. Money twists us up. We think we have everything if we have money. We have nothing. But if we have forgiveness and no money, we have everything. Just think about that now. If we have forgiveness and no money, we have everything. I feel that way about my neighbors. I feel that way about coworkers. I feel that way about anybody that I come in contract with. I don't care how much money they have. I want to know if, if they know about forgiveness. If they know about how much God loves them. Victory over sin. Verse 23. Chapter 7, verse 23. Get your eyes on that. Lock your eyes on verse 23. He's saying this to John the Baptist but I think he's saying it to you and me too. What does this say? And blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Are we offended by the power of God? Are we offended by how crazy God's power is? Oh, don't talk about that. That's a little out there. I'm asking. Because I want to see the power in this church. I don't want to play church. I'm done with that. I've said that so many times. I want to see God's power manifest itself among us in such a way that we all will say something to someone about what God's doing in our life. It's coming. All right. Chapter 8. Chapter 8. Well... At the end of chapter 7, can you just read this on your own? the end of chapter 7, there's a sinful woman that comes into this uh, Pharisee's house. This is the most astounding story. Man, I could just preach right on this. And the woman washes his feet with her tears. She anoints him with oil. She kisses his feet. And he says to the guy, Simon, who's there, he's like, dude, you did none of the common things, the customary things to make me a welcome guest. But this woman, who in your head you're saying, she's so sinful, if he only knew, and he forgives her sins. He says, therefore I tell you, her sins, which were many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. I think that's the problem with some Christians. They don't really think they're sinners. Because they're good church kids. And so they only think they're forgiven a little bit. Rather than the vast amount of sin that they actually are forgiven. And so they love a lot less than they should love. 
I think I'm telling my story. That was me. Yeah. I was the Christian kid who didn't think my poop stunk. Who thought I was good and better than everybody else I could look around and see. And it wasn't until God was clear with me. You're a sinner. You need grace. That I discovered how much God loves me. I do that thing with my kids, right? How much does dad love you? This much? Love you this much? Oh, it's bigger than that. Way big. To the wall, to the other wall, to the ceiling, to the edge of the house, to the edge of the yard, to the moon and back, to infinity and beyond. I mean, you just keep going. How much does dad love you? Well, how much does your dad love you? How much does your dad love you? Huh? How much does your father love you? Is it in this universe? Probably not. He loves you a lot. All right. Sin forgiven, faith activating salvation. Look at chapter 8. He has power over wind and waves. He calms the storm. He walks on water. He has power over many demons. Now he's like not just here. Here's a demon there and a demon here. It's like 2,000 at one time. Nobody could bind this guy. Strongest ropes, strongest chains. Breaks them all. Wreaks havoc on people. And Jesus walks into his presence and says, Who are you? And they're like, Don't tell us where to go. And he's like, you want to go to the pigs? Go in the pigs, right? Not a thing with Jesus. So whatever you're facing, whatever your big deal is, as you face this new year, as you come out of Christmas and you're kind of focusing on 2022, it's not a deal for God. Could you put your faith in God and could you say, God, could you do something crazy cool? He can do it. You can walk on water. The winds and the waves cease. Where's your faith, he says to the disciples. They're like, oh my goodness, who are you? Keep going. Over sickness, if you flip. Over sickness. And then over death again. There's this lady who's had a blood discharge for 12 years. Touches him. Done. There's this girl who he's going to rescue, right? Going to save. She's dying. They come to him. Hey, she's dead. He's like, all right, let's just keep going. He gets there. And verse 52. And all were weeping and mourning. Eight, chapter 8, verse 52. All were weeping and mourning for her. But he said, what did he say? Do not weep. He's like really good at saying do not weep. It's not like Jesus doesn't want you to have emotion, okay? Just to be clear. He just wants you to have the emotions about the right things. So many times we get emotional about the wrong things. I want this. Ah, I want it. I want it. I want it. And he's like, dude, it's not even good for you. I'm not giving it to you, right? And there's other things he wants to give you, and you're like slapping him, right? Like, no, get away, you know? Like the Holy Spirit. Anyway, just, just say. All right. Do not weep, for she is not dead but sleeping. Well, clearly she's dead physically. So he must know something I don't know. And then 
verse 53. They laughed at him. People laughed at Jesus. Knowing that she was dead. It's like he doesn't know. She hasn't taken he hasn't taken her pulse yet. She's dead. She's dead dead. She's dead as Dornell dead. You're crazy. But taking her by the hand, he called, saying, Child, arise. And her spirit returned. Spirit just took a little trip, I guess. And she got up at once. And he directed that something should be given her to eat. She needed strength. And her parents were amazed. But he charged them to tell no one what had happened. Why? Why did he tell them that? It's not time yet. It's not time yet. Can I ask you a question? Is it time yet? Is it time yet to tell people how awesome Jesus is? Is it time, church? I think it's time, right? Now, we stay first before we go. We've been talking about that. We had a whole series called Stay. You can go listen to it online. Stay, wait for the power of the Holy Spirit before you go. Yes. But it's time. It's time. Okay? All right, chapter 9, power over food. He fed 5,000, the fish and the loaves. The power of God and the transfiguration. I could preach a whole message on that power. But here's the thing you need to know from that. Look at verse 35. A voice came from the cloud saying, This is my son. Is Jesus God's son? He is. My chosen one, what does it say? Listen to him. How simple is that? Now you've sat here for 35 minutes and you've listened to me, hopefully from God to you. And the question is, are you listening to God? Are you adding up all the evidence, right? Jesus models how to have this power. The evidence is all there from Ephesians, or from, uh, man, I didn't get enough sleep last night. We're not even close to Ephesians. From Luke chapter 4 to Luke chapter 9. Power over everything, but power over sin and death. The power to forgive sins and defeat death. That's the power you need to focus on. Yeah, he healed this, he healed that, he healed this, he healed that. He cast out demons, and all of it, why? Because he was going to forgive them of their sins. He was going to defeat death. And he has the power, and you have the power, to preach good news to people. That same news I just shared with you, that forgiveness is free, and it's for everybody, you can share that with other people. All right, let's go to the next slide. This is the end. This is the wrap-up. Chapter 10. I wish I could spend so much more time on this. Jesus is modeling how to have the power of God, and Jesus, in chapter 10, gives the power that he has to his followers. Just, Just read it there. Chapter 10. Verse 16, he sends them out, he says the harvest is plentiful, the labors are few, and he says you're going to heal the sick, you're going to tell people about the kingdom of God, it's near. And then verse 16, this is key, I want to wrap with this. 
The one who hears you hears me. Do you think he was saying that just to them? Only to them, not to anyone else. Not to us as followers of Jesus Christ, just to them? Or is he saying that to all followers? Is he saying that to us? The one who hears you hears me. You can speak for God through the Holy Spirit. The one who rejects you, have you ever faced rejection? Yes. Rejects me. The one who rejects me rejects the one who sent me. Who sent Jesus? God, the Father. Verse 17. The 72 returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. We thought only you could do that, but we can do that too. And he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I'm fixing to see that this year. I want to see Satan fall like heaven. You've got to have spiritual eyes for that. Jesus saw it. Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents. It's like, what? We're going to walk on snakes now? We've already been over this. That's a reference to demons, right? You're going to trample on demons and scorpions and serpents and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall hurt you. No vaccine shall hurt you. No disease shall hurt you. Nothing's going to hurt you. You're mine. Nevertheless, do not rejoice. This is the punchline. Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that you're casting out demons, that you're healing the sick, that you're giving people forgiveness of sins in Jesus' name. Do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you. That's powerful. But rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Dylan, your name is written in the book of life in heaven. Woo! I mean, like, what? God with his own hand, in blood, Jesus, wrote that thing out. Put my name in a book that will always be. I should have brought the 20, 30 second dance party. You ever seen that thing? You need to get one of those. Quinn got it for Christmas. He hit it. 30 second dance party and then it, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Okay. I didn't do it justice. Sometime I'll bring it as a prop. Do you understand that your names have been written in the book of life? Or has it? Do you believe that? Do you believe Jesus paid for your sin, that forgiveness, victory over sin, and death is yours? I pray so. I pray so. In the same hour, he rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus. I thank you, Father. Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding, people that are religious, and have revealed them to little children, people that just have childlike faith. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father, and no one knows who the Son is except the Father or whom the Son chooses to reveal him. I just wonder if Jesus is opening up some people's eyes today. Because it's only if he chooses to reveal himself to you. 
I think it's clear. Like, I read the scripture, I'm like, what? This is astounding. But then I look at some people, and they're just like, oh, what's the big deal? Like, really? You're pretty amped up. I'm pretty amped up. You're right. Um, let's go to Mark chapter 16. It's not like Jesus didn't say this on his last leg before he went to heaven. This is exactly what he said to his believers. And these signs will accompany those who believe faith. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. They will be able to cast out demons. They won't be hurt. And if they drink any deadly poison, somebody tries to hurt you, somebody tries to poison you, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. That is power. That's the power he says, if you're a follower of me, you have that power. That's, that's astounding. Why don't we believe it? Why aren't we operating in that? Why not? I think it's our own unbelief. All right, so here's what I want to ask you to do. There's two questions here. First thing, pray with faith, believing God for power. That's what I want you to do. I want you to take a second with yourself, pray with faith, believing God for his power. I want you to either pray one of these two prayers. And you can look, if you're going to read uh, Luke 11 tomorrow, you're going to see it. clear. It's going to ring your bell, okay? Ask for the Holy Spirit, right? But two things. First thing I want you to ask, ask Jesus to save you and to set you free from your sin and all it does to you. Sin twists you up. Do you know that? Yeah, you probably felt that this week, didn't you? I felt it too. So, okay, today, today, ask Jesus to save you and to set you free from your sin and all it does to you. Let's put that slide up. Ask Jesus to save you and to set you free from all sin and all it does to you today. That's option one. You're like, I've already done that. Doing it again is great. But I've already done that. Okay, good. Move on to the next thing. Ask the Father and the Son, Jesus, to give you the Holy Spirit, His presence and power. Ask Him today. And I could go prove it to you from chapter 11, but how about I leave you hungry? You can go read it on your own. Right? Pick your own adventure to close this message. Either ask Jesus to save you, set you free from your sin and all it does to you, or ask the Father and the Son to give you the Holy Spirit, His presence, His power, God in us, God with us, Emmanuel, this Christmas. Let's pray. Father God, I pray that the application is clear. God, we're in the business of asking you to show up in a powerful way. So we ask you today, save us from our sin and from the effects of sin in our life. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. We want to see the power of God in us. So we need to be full of the Spirit. We need to be led by the Spirit. We need to speak in the power of the Spirit, just like Jesus. We pray that this would be true in our lives. And we ask you to do it in Jesus' name.
Amen.